0: Radio that makes you think. This is the Brian Kilmeade
1: Show. a and bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player, all right? but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it.
0: Uh that is Nick Saban, coach of uh, the legendary coach of Alabama, multiple national titles, talking about this new age of players getting paid through name, image and likeness. I discussed this last week on uh, One Nation with Aaron Taylor and uh, Oliver Luck to talk about how especially big time sports like uh, like NCAA men's basketball and football, you know, they're making all types of offers to these 17 and 18 year olds to get them to come. Uh, whether it's the University of Nebraska, whether, in this case, Texas A&M seems to be the school that's getting all these players. How are they doing it? And are there any rules at all? Can you imagine what Anthony Munoz would have gotten to, go, would he have gone to USC? Or would he have went to the highest bidder? Uh, he was a, a number one pick coming out of college and then was uh, perhaps the greatest offensive lineman ever when he was done uh, playing in the NFL. Uh, two Super Bowl appearances and Anthony Muñoz Hall of Famer joins us now Anthony welcome back
1: Brian always good being with you one of my favorite uh, Fox guys so thank you for having me
0: Thank you very much and of course you like me better than Hammer, even though you've no Hammer longer right
1: <laughs> Hey I told you to kind of not say it so loud you know he is a Cincinnati guy so we got to make sure he doesn't hear it when we say it. I that.
0: understand that uh, <laughs> and you have this great you have this great uh, give your fathers an experience of a lifetime opportunity uh to talk about this father special that you have uh, that's coming up on June 19th. But I wanted to get your take on uh, on this whole name, image, and likeness and some panic yep. that people are having right now about college football especially. What do you think about it?
1: Well, let's put it this way. When I came out of high school, I would have taken a in and out hamburger gift card. That would have been enough for me to go wherever. So um, let's put it – I mean, let's – come on. Let's be real about it. Right. No, I think – you no, know, I'm all for student-athletes getting compensated, but I think it's getting out of hand. I think there has to be parameters put on this. Uh, you know, my whole understanding was, okay, Brian, you come to my university, you're going to do a couple commercials for me with my dealership, or you're going to promote my jewelry store, and I'm going to pay you for that. Well, no, now it's just like there's a set amount for every player coming, not only cash, but a car, and, I mean, now you're bidding. So I really believe it's gotten out of hand. There has to be perimeters put on it. So here's
0: – I want you to hear this. Here's Nick Saban calling out uh, Jimbo Fisher of Texas a m Cut 34. Uh, we, just, we just played that. Uh, here, here's Jimbo Fisher answering Nick Saban. Cut 35. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody. And more importantly, you're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. They broke state laws. They're, they're all money. We bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. The way we do things, the ethics in which we do things – and these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous when he's not on top. And the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. Well, I mean, he used to coach uh, for uh, Nick Saban. But, you know, you see a lot yep. of coaches working away. Would you would – you, I think that uh, Nick Saban uh, apologized after that.
1: Well, if he didn't, I was going to say Dana White, get a hold of both those guys. Let's see him in the octagon. But, <laughs> but no, I, you know what? I mean, I respect Jim Fisher. I mean, it's not illegal. Guys, I mean, they've said that this can happen. So, teams are taking advantage of it. The same way I think the – the transfer portal is crazy. You know, teams are taking advantage of that because it is set in place. Why not take advantage? I mean, if I was a head coach, young men coming out of high school, knowing that the majority of these young men need to support families, multiple kids, single parent, don't have a whole lot. We, Most of us have come from that background. So now you have an opportunity to check it out. I mean, free market, Who's? And but it's not illegal. So why complain about it until something's done about it? And like I said, rules, regulations, parameters, whatever it may be, until that's set in place, there's nothing wrong with it. That's what they've put in place. So it becomes the ultimate comp. It's not just Alabama, Ohio State, you know, three or four schools now. Not everybody has opportunity. A&M, man, they're loading up because they have the money to pay these young men with NILs.
0: Uh, Anthony Munoz, our guest. Uh, So, Anthony, you got this very unique—I've never heard anything quite like it. Uh, You are are putting together basically a Father's Day weekend. Uh, So you're putting together—you're an ambassador for the Fatherhood Festival at the Hall of Fame Village in Canton, Ohio. It's going to be Friday of June 17th through the 19th. It's going to go all weekend long. You can get tickets at uh, fatherhoodfestival.com or just Ticketmaster. What did you put together? Who's going to appear, and what, what was the approach here?
1: So, Brian, so we've just talked about NIL college football. You know, I talk about pro football and Hall of Fame and Pro Bowls and All-Americans, Heisman. But to me, this is something Father's Day weekend that is very, very, very important in our country. Fathers stepping up and being fathers. And here's an opportunity to come to the Hall of Fame Village. They're on the property of the Hall of Fame and have a full weekend with your kids of engaging, reengaging, continuing the engagement. Friday night, we're going to have hopefully the biggest movie watch in the country. We're showing American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story, Tom Benson, Hall of Fame Stadium. Bring your blankets. Come from wherever. You don't have to just come from Ohio. Watch the movie. Then Saturday, gates open at 9, starting at 10. We're going to have a full day of fathers engaging with their young people, father activities with kids, a combine. and just. But we're not leaving the moms out. We're going to have several tents on the field line where moms are going to be pampered. Mm-hmm. The dads are going to be working, engaging with their kids. The moms are going to have pedicures, manicures. We're going to have we're going to have the moms huddle. Sean Alexander and Valerie Alexander. Sean played at Alabama, played sure. Seattle Seahawks. They're going to do the moms huddle. They're going to take care of the moms. And if there's anyone that knows something about being a mom, Valerie Alexander just had her twelfth kid, so she's got her PhD in, wow. in being a mom. And uh, so yeah. So then Saturday night, Jordan Davis, who's on the Buy Dirt tour, he's going to do a concert Saturday night. Then Sunday, we're going to wrap it up with a Father's Day brunch in the Hall of Fame in the Nash Family uh, Conference Center there inside. The ticket you buy through Ticketmaster, or you go to you know Fatherhoodfestival.com, will be for the whole weekend. It'll allow you, after being with your kids, watching a movie, interacting on Saturday, the concert, give that ticket you present it, will get you into the brunch and will get you into the ho- tour of the Hall of Fame. So for me, myself Mike Singletary, great middle linebacker from the Bears. He's going to be there. We're the we're kind of the ambassadors. We're the same Hall of Fame class. Not it wasn't by design. The class of 1990. David Robinson, the the former NBA you know basketball player, and hopefully we'll get more you know former players that come in, bring their kids, and it's just going to be a great weekend, Brian. And uh, you know. I'm hoping that maybe someone like you can make your way into Canton, Ohio that weekend and maybe do a show or, or maybe make an appearance. So uh, right. yeah, well, you know, definitely that, like that to... offers out to you, yeah, well, would well, love to
0: see you. Yeah, I hope I can work that out. But I, a couple right. of things, Anthony, tell me about your dad.
1: Well, I'll tell you a couple of things. Never met my dad. He was in and out of prison the entire time I was growing up. So I'm 63 years old now, and I can tell you that I do not – Know my dad, never met my dad, but I just knew exactly what I told you. Uh, Never met him, was in and out of prison, passed away. Uh, So that was my experience as a dad. So that was my motivation with two kids, to be engaged, to get to to know them, uh, you know, to really make them a priority. And and I played a sport, which you can do that. Even being the best, your goal to be the best and working hard in the NFL, you have flexibility during the season and in the off season, get engaged with your family. And that's one thing that I really worked on doing perfect by no means. Be a part of the world, be engaged with them. Uh, so that, that was the motivator for me because I didn't have that father son experience. Uh, and I wanted to to be that dad that I never knew. Uh, so that, uh, you know, that, that's where I went through and I didn't, a lot of times we allow those things to, to keep us stuck. I said, that happened? I'm going to use that to build some bricks in my, you know, my foundation. And it went on, and now, you know, I've been a dad for, it's going to be 41 years, and I love every day of it.
0: Understood. Uh, and, the, you know, the gap there. So I remember Roger Clemens would talk about Father's Day being so tough for him because he said he'd see all the other players, even though he was in his 30s or 40s at the time. He said that Father's Day, they always see the fathers come in and meet with the players, especially the younger guys. He said it was one of the hardest days for him because his dad – uh, dad was not around. I mean, do you talk to people about that? There's so many situations where my uh, people in the minority community are from non-nuclear
1: families. Yeah. And- I do. I have an opportunity. You know, with my foundation for 21 years around the country. And, Brian, you know, growing up, I always thought, well, I'm no big deal. You know, I had my mom there. She was mom, dad. She was coach. She was the boss. No big deal. But I was actually in the league. In the NFL, my wife and kids were at church when it was Father's Day, and we had a Father's Day service. And people were just jumping up, popcorn, you know, jumping up, sharing a father's uh, experience. And I just, I lost it. I realized I hadn't grieved not having a father. And as a father, as a husband, I had to leave the service. And I really, that was the first time as an adult that I grieved and it really freed me up. And it's given me the opportunity to share freely with young people with, uh, you know, regardless of age, socioeconomic background, race, a chance to share with them, you know, because I didn't have that experience. But, uh, you know, when I thought, hey, I'm a big, rough tough football player. I don't need to grieve this. It doesn't bother me. It did. And I'm glad that I grieved it. I'm glad I got through that. And uh, it opens me. But I have a lot of opportunities. And, uh, And I think as an older guy, that's what allows me to work with young people is that they have no clue of what I did. Maybe their grandparents watched me when I was playing. But then I share my story with them, you know, where I came from, with my mom raising five kids by herself, not having a whole lot, never meeting my dad you know, in the community, drugs and alcohol, gang violence. And then that's, an, that's kind of an instant connection with these young people. He's not only the former NFL football player, the pro football Hall of Famer, but I think he understands what we're going through as young people being raised by a mom, no yep. dad. Enough. You know, so that I'm thankful for that, that I have that opportunity to connect with young people and be there to hear them out, to be, support them and be a friend to them.
0: And you know, a lot of times too, if you don't come from a, if you don't have a father in your life, and then you become a dad, you don't understand the obligation or the impact unless you go and research it. So a lot of times you don't really take the job as serious uh, in the beginning because you know what? I don't, I don't really know how to do it. I never had a dad. I turned out all right, so I'll come in, I'll come out. It'll be no big deal, but it is a big deal.
1: It is a big deal. And just, I played football for over twenty years, and as an offensive lineman, I had a coach a guy that coached me, that taught me, and that's the same approach I took when I became a father. I tried to utilize all the resources, reading materials, gentlemen that you know had shows about fathering. I mentors, couples that were fathering, or a father friends that were, I wanted to, to hear, get information, because like you said, there wasn't an owner's manual when we had our kids on how to be a father. And uh, so I really looked, the same way I looked to my coach when I was playing, I look to mentors as a father, as a business person. I have a couple companies. I have mentors that are in the business community. As someone that runs, I try to get mentored by people that run non for profit. But I think that's what we have to do. We have to kind of let the pride go and say, hey, I need help, help me with this area. And that's what I did as a dad, I read things, even now as a dad and as a grandfather, write things down, things, articles and books. And right. yeah, just to use all the resources that are out there.
0: And, again, it is uh, fatherhoodfestival.com. It is happening Father's Day, uh, the Father's Day weekend. It will be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It starts June 17th, goes to the 19th. Uh, So go check it out. Anthony Munoz, always making an impact. Uh, Thanks so much, Anthony. And we'll definitely try to get you on television, uh, too, before Father's Day.
1: I'd love to do that, Brian. man, I love talking to you. I appreciate all your work that you do. I mean, I you know, I, I tell people, this. Brian kill me ever sleep? The guy is one of the busiest guys i see. But thank you for all you do. Appreciate it. I love watching Thanks for having me on.
0: Well, it's good for a football player to be able to talk to a soccer player. There was a time in which we were just too different, <laughs> and we would be kept apart. But now we're actually friends. That's great. That's Anthony, right. Thanks <laughs> exactly. so much, man. I appreciate it.